It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 5-4 in overtime. Big night for Mark Stone. Two goals, two assists, four points for the captain. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth. Bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan, when you look at tonight's game for the Golden Knights, what stood out to you? Well, of course, I mean, Mark Stone, sixth career uh, overtime winner, the four points. And, you know, the plays that he makes away from the puck, you get used to. It's hard to describe all of those things on the radio because, (laughs) as I like to say, 100 things happen in any given snapshot of a hockey game. I can see like 12. I get to describe one if I'm lucky. And a lot of that happens, and I don't get to convey it. But when we see it and, you know, we try to underscore those things when we have a moment, then the numbers that flash on the screen when he gets an assist, two Mm -hmm. assists, then a goal and two assists. Now two goals, two assists, including the overtime winner. You know, those things rightfully make the highlight reel. But so much of what he does is not necessarily on the highlight reel. But when he's involved in the scoring, it, it is just reward for Mark Stone. It was uh, it was just a, a banner night for him and for the Knights to pull this one out. It, it's now two games in a row where they've had a lead late, mm-hmm. surrender the tying goal in the final minute. But on both occasions, even though they had to put in some extra minutes, they did pull out the two points. You know, let's kind of pull on that thread here for a minute with the, the six-on-five play for the Golden Knights in, in trying to close out these games. Is there anything you're seeing that's that's leading to uh, why the Golden Knights have not been successful in that spot of a game? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a question for Bruce Cassidy and for the guys out there. My only guess, and this is purely a guess, the Knights read off of each other so well at five on five on the penalty kill and in those situations that have been well practiced. And when you're, you know, trying to read off of each other and also get a sense of you know, who are you covering? Where am I supposed to go? When there's an extra guy out there and it's six on five versus five on four, it's almost as if there's a little bit more indecision uh, as, a, as it relates to how to defend and attack a guy with a puck. And I just wonder if that is part of it. That doesn't capture all of it. Um, but um, it, it seems that those plays are usually the result of an outside shot that find their way through and Again, you're, you're trying to mark somebody in front and just there's too many people. <laughs> so it's hard. <laughs> and so it makes it more difficult to read. And that's a simplistic take on it. But it, it is a very good question, Ryan. And, you know, I, I said it to Gary before overtime started. There are two things this year where the Knights have been subpar. One of them is defending six versus five. The other is overtime where they right. had one win in 10 games. Well, Today, they continued to be subpar in that regard because they gave up that goal to tie it, but yeah. they redeemed themselves with an overtime goal You know, for a team this talented with as many weapons, even without Shea Theodore, you would expect in 11 overtime games that they would get at least a couple of wins. And now they have two wins in those 11, two and four games decided in overtime, four and one in shootouts. Mm-hmm. Anyway... I, I think it's an important question. You know, Bruce Cassidy spoke this morning a little bit about the schedule, practice, and it's more important for these guys to get the rest that they need, handle stuff with video without asking them to go on the ice. 
and morning skates are used as practices like today. And if there was more time on the ice, perhaps they'd spend it on defending six versus five. Perhaps they'd spend it on three on three overtime. But when you're the defending Stanley Cup champions Mm -hmm. and you have followed that up by recording 45 points (laughs) in 30 games, how can you possibly argue with the strategy that this staff has deployed. So I want to be very clear. When I'm quibbling about, you know, they give up a six versus five goal two games in a row. They don't score as much in overtime as they should. I mean, mean, this is crazy that these are the (laughs) things that we're quibbling about, right? I mean, it is absolutely nuts. But, you know, that's the nature of what we do. You're always trying to be perfect. That's the goal for any athlete. You want to win every game. You want to, you know, have a perfect performance each night. Of course, that's not how the real world works. But it is thoroughly impressive what they have continued to do. And the theme has been throughout these 30 games, they find ways. I mean, you get 20 wins in your first 30 games, as you mentioned, 45 points. So points in 25 of those 30 games. Yeah, it's crazy. All of that coming on the heels of, of trying to defend a Stanley Cup championship. I, I guess, like, what's what's the most impressive part of this? Because to me... It's yeah. that they're doing all of this, and they've had their full complement, their full lineup, exactly one time. And they got shut out in that game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, and you're right on it, Ryan. And we chatted with John Stevens this morning. And to think about Ben Hutton was expected to be the seventh defenseman on this team. And here mm-hmm. Ben has now played, what's it, 24 games out of the 30. And Braden Pahal today played his 14th. Caden Korzak has played 15. Mm -hmm. You've got those players who have stepped in, and while it might not be as eye-popping as Shea Theodore in his point production or as warrior-like as Alec Martinez is (laughs) defending and blocking shots, it remains effective. And they play in in a system that has proven itself in so many situations, and uh, won a championship and then was emulated by a bunch of other clubs who failed in doing so and have abandoned that strategy because the Knights have not only put in a certain system, they've adapted the system to the players and they have the players in place for the system they've chosen. Not every team can do that. It is really remarkable how they've done that. And, of course, Aiden Hill was the goaltender for a good chunk of the stretch that got the Knights where they are. Logan Thompson now has nine wins himself in Aiden Hill's absence, plus one for Erie Patera. They have, I don't want to take anything away from the goaltenders. They have been very good, Ryan, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's the, the guys in front of them that make them look even better. And it sounds like, Ryan, that uh, Bruce Cassidy is stepping to the podium if you'd like to go to that. All right, let's go to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. So I guess, is it just chalking it up to a veteran group finding its game, or has there been something else to that? Well, I liked our game uh, coming out of Vancouver. And uh, I think it, it translated well going forward. I think most games, you know, we chart our chances and such, and I think we've been on the right side of pretty much everyone. I don't think we've kind of played poorly to get a point. I mean, there's games were better than others, but I thought the San Jose game, you know, that we had good moments, but at the end of the day, we'd <coughs> generate a little more. I thought tonight, you know, just looking at it right now on the surface, we had a tremendous second period, yet we're trailing going into the third. It seemed odd. So um, some goals are going in the net now. They went, one went off Corsi's foot the other night. A high stick late. I thought our structure was much better with the goalie out, but they one went off Hutton, I think, or Kadri off net. 
the first goal tonight. There's been some funny goals going in our net. I don't think our breakdowns have been horrible to give up four goals and then four goals again. So you're going to go through stretches where that happens. It did against LA at home. We didn't score enough to overcome that. We have now recently, right? With the exception of the home game against St. Louis, which I thought we played well and lost in overtime. So I think our game's good. I think our guys are now past that start of the year talk of hangover, whatnot. We're just playing hockey. And we're competitive and we want to win every night. And we find ways um, to put our foot on the gas when we need to. And as you saw in San Jose, or with the San Jose game, we took it off for a little bit. And that, that's what happens too. So um, that's how I see it right now. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, we're doing what we can to get our points. And I think we've played more games than anybody in the league as well. So we're going to look back, even though we're fatigued, that these points really matter. And we're glad we got them. And we get our rest later. We'll be, we'll be thankful that we, we won our games that were jammed in there. We're here for Chris, Jesse, Ken, and Alan. Hey, Bruce. Pardon? Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just getting the order going. It's a long name. <laughs> uh, Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 17 shots by San Jose in the third period the other night, 15 shots in the first period by Calgary tonight. But from the second period on, it seemed like you guys really were able to prevent them from putting a lot of shots on that. What changed between that first and second period where you were able to kind of reel them in a little bit? Well, I think the first period, both teams, if I'm not mistaken, had 14 or 15. You know, it seemed like a little more wide open game, which Calgary's gone to this year. They lost 6-5 to Colorado the other night. They're, they're trying to change their style of play a little bit with their personnel. Um, so I, th I think we just recognize what type of game we're in and we had to shut certain things off. Um, I don't think it was wide open to the point where it was two on one this way, two on one that way. I just think there was some pucks getting to the net that maybe we could have done a better job being in shooting lanes. I think what we did better in the second is in the offensive zone, we did a better job of uh, keeping the puck alive and getting into areas of the ice where you know, we could have a little time and space for ourselves. So now we're generally like Barbashev's goal is a pretty good example of that. We'd walked up, we get some shots through, recover it, and eventually, you know, break them down. <clears throat> and, you know, we weren't spending much time in our, and that's what happens in second periods, right? If the other team's tired, it's get it out, change, defend again. And now they happen to get a goal late on a two-on-one. What started with what? It was one of our shots, right? It was Petro Pound's one. We just didn't have a guy in the position in the middle of the ice to sort of keep the puck alive. He had drifted out of there, and now all of a sudden they're coming at us. So um, I think that's what happened on our end. I can't speak to their end. And in the third period, uh, it opened up again a little bit. Sometimes that's just score-related and probably a few more shots than we'd like. But all in all, I, I think I'm going to look at the game and say we didn't give up a ton. There's a few slot shots in the first period. The, the one goal they did score, and the second, uh, sorry, I mean, it was a shot from the slot. Even though it hits Kadri, I'm looking at it as a coach, that's one we don't want to give up. He happens to shoot it off net and hits their guy and goes in. A lot of times that's a, a, a good, it's a Barbie goal, right? It's in, it's in the net from the slot. But so we'll, we'll work to correct that, but we're not going to be perfect. They, they got some good offensive players. So, um, And then the shot total went down because we didn't get, we weren't in the box a lot. They, they took some penalties, and then we, we took one, I guess, mid-third, but I thought our kill <coughs> I think it had the best chance, Jack's breakaway, to be honest with you. Stevie had one shorthanded, so 
again, special teams has been a strength of us. Go back to the question earlier. Some of this streak is has to do with we're winning the special teams battle on a regular basis. So it allows you to get a point some nights too. And tonight, would we outscore them? Two, two power play goals to none. So, I mean, if we don't do that, you know, we're not even talking about a win tonight. Jesse. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Um, on their game-tying goal, it looked like it was really close to a high stick. What did you see on that? And I guess what did they communicate uh, to you after Well, I think the linesman was waving off a high stick. I'm not sure he's the guy that would be counting a goal anyway on the high stick. It's more the, um, the, the referees. And then they're going to review it anyway. Those... Um, they deemed it a good goal. I think it's got to be absolutely clear that it wasn't a high stick for that to be overturned. So you kind of have to live with those, especially late in the game. That usually being reviewed anyway. So fortunate break for them. Not a breakdown like the other day where they put it in the slot and get a one-timer. I thought we did a better job. I mean, there's a board battle there we could have been better on. But at the end of the day, our, you know, we, we addressed that this morning. It's something we need to be better at. And sure enough, they score another one. But I think it was more of a lucky goal than, than a breakdown on our part, personally. Ken. Ken Bolke, Vegas. on that same path, like what has not been going right, even if today's wasn't quite that bad? Well, I think the clear went in the board battle and get out and finish in the game, right? Usually empty net goals. We were spending time in our end. So how do we spend less time in our end? Well, we've got to recover the shot. The other night against San Jose, they got in clean the entries weren't good enough defending the blue line to force it out of their hands where we have a 50-50 puck battle and go win it, even though you're five against six. Um, and tonight, there was, I think it was Barbie on the boards, had a chance, got contested. The other night, it was Petro. He rimmed it around. That's why they looked at the, if you remember, I think it was Grant, uh, 94, 64 in the corner. We thought it might have hit his hand. We had the chance, but it wasn't an easy clear either. It was Barbie. So that that that's an area that if we can win that puck battle or support that player better so we can make a bump pass to get out of there. Um, that's one area I think we can be better. Sometimes that's compo composure, and sometimes it's are we available because, you know, are we, are, or have we spent all our energy trying to keep the, the, the damn puck out of our net? So uh, the original shot, maybe you'd like a block, but like I said, it's just, you know, so uh, that one tonight we're going to put off to, hey, they, they caught a break. The one in San Jose, no. We, we, we had a meeting today on it with our PK meeting, and, I mean, let's face it, we need to be better in that area. It's happened to us a lot. If that's a playoff game, you know, those can really hurt you. And if you go back to Winnipeg last year, I'm going to, you know, I think it was game three. We had the lead and we gave it up with an empty net, six on five. Mike Amadio scores. That could have changed the series. So we're aware of it. And, we, you know, we just got to keep kind of drilling down on it. Oh, um, hey, Bruce Allen Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. Oh, you touched a little on the themes. Um, you know, you, it's, it's been kind of a mixed bag the last two games. I mean, bottom line is you walked away with four points. Um, but are, to what extent are you concerned about, you know, blowing these 4-2, 4-3 leads, especially late and not closing the deal? You know, you mentioned the Winnipeg example where if it happens in the playoffs, it could be problematic. Well, we have uh, 52 games to get it squared away if we play well and we get where we want to go. So we do have some time. Um, we talked about it, about our breakdown in, against San Jose, and we're, we're, we're working to fix that. Tonight, as I said, give them credit. Some of the other ones, I can't, I can't remember all the goals this year. We got outnumbered at the net a few times, so getting that middle forward lower, we, we, we're trying to emphasize that. Um, they matter. So, yes, it, it's a concern, a concern that you have time to fix. Um, 
you flip the script and say we went into the third period down a goal, you could say we came back with a comeback win, right? So, Alan, why don't we write about that? A comeback win. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What do you think? <laughs> no? Maybe? <laughs> so, as a coach, you're trying to look at some of the things you're doing well too, right? And, and uh, we did come back um, and scored uh, good goals. Power play entry, uh, four-check turnover goal was a good goal from the slot. We made a good play. Uh, so... Um, breakaway in overtime, we haven't been great in overtime, right? We defended well enough to get the puck back and, and finished a chance. You know, we've had some breakaways. We haven't scored as much lately, so good for Stoney. So we'll, we'll go that route for now. <clears throat> Finish up with Chris. Hey, Coach. Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey. Now 6-1-3 and three over the last 10. Besides the record, what's the best or some of your best takeaways for the last 10 games? Uh, scoring. I think we, we we're now scoring goals to win games that maybe are, we don't get to save or don't defend well enough. Uh, St. Louis, good example. We're down 3-1 after the first period. We score. We score six to win. Dallas was different. We only gave up one, but uh, five tonight, five against San Jose. Uh, Washington, Van, uh, sorry, Vancouver went in there, scored four. Washington, we scored four. Now we defended well in those games too, but I think we're scoring more goals. Um, whereas when we went through that middle stretch, Played some good hockey, played well in Washington, Philly, I thought. Uh, Montreal, we scored in Montreal, but the other, you know, the Washington game, we didn't. Uh, home game against Arizona, defended well, but didn't score. So I think that's that's helped us win a lot of games as we're, you know, we're, we're outscoring whatever you, you describe them, however you want, mistakes, you know, unfortunate goals, what have you. We're outscoring those to, to be able to get the two points. Thank you, Bruce. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 5-4 overtime victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with highlights next on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make sure your gift list includes some gold this holiday season. Visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team stores to stock up on 2023 Stanley Cup Championship merchandise, winter classic jerseys and apparel, and other VGK goodies available at the Arsenal, at City National Arena, and other locations, plus online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 5-4 to in overtime. Vegas improved to 20 Five and five, 45 points on the year. Next in action, Friday night, 7 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Caden Korzak uh, missed tonight's game after getting injured the other night, Sunday, against the San Jose Sharks in overtime. So we're still waiting a timeline on Caden Korzak when he might be available. Still without Aiden Hill, still without Alec Martinez, still without Shea Theodore. Still not a problem for the Vegas Golden Knights as they just continue to rack up the wins. Four in a row, the win streak for the Vegas Golden Knights, and points in their last nine, six, oh, and three in that stretch. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and we were looking for a fast start from Vegas, but some disjointed play allowed the Flames to open the scoring on a Mackenzie Weger point shot. Left wing shot attempt on goal, blocker save, rebound, score! Mackenzie Weger gets a long rebound 
And Thompson caught off guard, unless it went off of somebody on the way to the goal. Calgary takes a 1-0 lead. Mackenzie Weger delivers his seventh of the season. Mackenzie Weger from Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman. 6-27 in the first period, made it 1-0 Calgary. But the Golden Knights got right back in the game as Chandler Stevenson tucked in a backhand chance on the power play. Wolf against Marcheseau. Stevenson in front. He scores! Power play goal. 1-1 tie. Chandler Stevenson. Power play goals in consecutive games. Power play goal for Chandler Stevenson, his fifth of the year from Jonathan Marchessault and Mark Stone. 13-33 the first period tied the game at one. We'd head to the second period all knotted up, and the Flames once again took a lead early in the second period as Connor Zary's point shot hit Nazem Kadri before deflecting in. Flames get an offensive zone takeaway. Puck comes out to the left point. Pospisil puts it toward the net. They score! Nazem Kadri will get credit for the goal. And a 2-1 Flames lead. Nazem Kadri from Connor Zary and Martin Pospisil. Two minutes, 37 seconds of the second period made it 2-1 Calgary. But the Golden Knights once again tied the game as Mark Stone set up a ripper from Ivan Barbashev. Rebound in front, they score! Ivan Barbashev and the Knights have tied it 2-2. Shev's sixth of the year for Mark Stone, 520 of the second period, tied the game at two, and though it was all Vegas in the second period, the Flames regained their lead late as Yegor Sharangovich snuck one through Logan Thompson. Three on two, coming back, shot, score! Logan Thompson got a piece with his glove, but he could not snare it, and the Flames have taken a 3-2 lead. Yegor Sharangovich. Sharon Govich from Elias Lindholm, 17:58 of the second period, made it 3-2 Calgary. So the Golden Knights would enter the third period trailing once again in the game, and the Golden Knights would get a look on the power play early in the third, and the captain delivered with a huge power play goal. Vegas ahead right to left. Carlson across the line, feeds the middle, backhander, score! Whoa! Mark Stone, three points, tie game, 3-3, Ninth goal of the year for Mark Stone, a power play goal from William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau. Six minutes into the third period, made it 3-3. Three to three. Then the Golden Knights would take their first lead of the night as Chandler Stevenson set up William Carlson's one-timer. Turnover, Stevenson to the right, Carlson scores! Whoa! Another impressive setup by Chandler Stevenson. This time, William Carlson fires home. 4-3 Golden Knights, 3.46 to go in the third. 13th goal of the year for William Carlson from Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan Marcheseau. 16-14 of the third period made it 4-3 Vegas, but the Flames would tie the game late with Dustin Wolf on the bench for the extra attacker as Yegor Sharangovich tipped in his second of the night. Knights fight for the puck. Eichel can't clear. Stays in the zone. Hannafin shoots. Score! A tip in the slot, and the Flames make it a 4-4 game with a minute to play. Yegor Sharangovich, his ninth of the year from Noah Hannafin, and Nazem Kadri, 19 minutes of the third period, tied the game at four, so we'd go to overtime, and though we had to go to overtime for the second game in a row, the Golden Knights would end it early as Jack Eichel set up Mark Stone's overtime game winner. 
Kandri's pass broken up by Petrangelo. Lead pass behind the D. The captain Stone. He scores! Mark Stone in overtime. The breakaway. The righty coming down through the left circle. Rips it home. Four points for Mark Stone. And the Knights win 5-4 in overtime. Tenth goal of the year for Mark Stone. Second goal of the game. Fourth point of the night. The overtime hero, one minute and 11 seconds in. Mark Stone delivers the victory for the Vegas Golden Knights and sends everybody home just a little bit happier. The Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 5-4 to in overtime. 25-5, and 45 points on the year. Next in action Friday, 7 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. We're back to wrap it up next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the Beach K postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat Calgary Flames 5-4 in overtime. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. For the Golden Knights, they chase the game all night long. Calgary opens up the scoring early on in the first period, but the Golden Knights answer back with a power play goal from Chandler Stevenson. More of the same in the second period. Again, the Calgary Flames take a 2-1 lead. Then Ivan Barbashev ties things up before Calgary takes a 3-2 lead into the third period. But then you get... Uh, a big-time performance from Mark Stone. Another power play goal for the Golden Knights. Two for four on the power play in tonight's game. William Carlson knots his 13th of the year. And then Mark Stone wins it in overtime for the Vegas Golden Knights, bringing their record to 25-5, and 45 points. Tops in the National Hockey League, the only team in the league with 20 points. The Vegas Golden Knights accomplished that feat in just their 30th game. Vegas next in action Friday, 7 o'clock, against the Buffalo Sabres. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 5-4. The final in overtime, the Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames. Vegas, a nine-game point streak. They are 6-0-3. In their last nine games, a four-game win streak for the Vegas Golden Knights. 25-5, and 45 points on the year. Tops in the National Hockey League, the Western Conference, the Pacific Division. And all of this comes on the heels of the Golden Knights winning a Stanley Cup last season. With a similar stretch in the final 30 games last year for the Vegas Golden Knights. In terms of overall points, wins. I don't, I'm running out of like ways to describe this. This is not normal. It is not normal to win a championship, come into the next season, and be this dominant. 
And, like, you can be upset and quibble with certain aspects of the game. Certainly, I'm sure at some point tonight we're going to talk about six on five. Why can't the Golden Knights keep the puck out of the net at six on five when teams pull their goaltender for the extra attacker? Uh, But I'm going to kind of take Bruce Cassidy's perspective on that. You know, yeah, the Golden Knights blow a 4-3 lead in this game, but they were down 3-2 to going into the third period. They came back in this one, and they came back three times tonight. So for Vegas, I think that's something to keep an eye on here. It has been a tough schedule. They have played a lot of hockey, not just early on this season, but also when you factor in what they did in the postseason last year. This team just finds a way. 25 games in which they've been able to pull a point out of 30. It's pretty remarkable what this team's been able to do. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. If you're shy, first of all, don't be. I don't bite, I promise. So give me a call right now. Let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. A nine-game point streak, a four-game win streak, a big four-point night from the captain, Mark Stone. But if you are shy but you still want to get your opinions across, shoot us a text to 702-876-1340 as well. We'll read some of those as we go on tonight. But let's open up the phone lines and head out to them and bring in Mike. Mike, you're up. What's going on? Well, I, I, uh, I had to laugh very heartily as uh, Coach Cassidy said, how about if we just start the article tomorrow with we overcame a deficit starting the third period? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's right. I mean, I feel really sorry for the guys in the locker room in the postseason, uh, in the postgame, because they're trying to find blemishes on this supermodel, and they're just darn few and fewer with each passing day. Now, it doesn't mean there always will be, and, and that certainly still begs the question of what is wrong, if anything. Uh, is Logan Thompson getting tired? That would be my first question to you. Um. I don't think that he played his best game tonight. I don't know that it's a matter of of you know being overworked or tired. I just don't think that he had a good feel for the puck tonight. Like, and you're going to have that. It's going to be up and down. You're going to have games where you're locked in and, and feeling pretty good about where uh, your game is at. And I think more often than not, Logan's been really solid for the Golden Knights. I just feel like tonight was a game where he was just kind of fighting the puck a little bit. Okay, and it might be an aberration. Let's hope so anyway, because it may be a minute, maybe after Christmas. I don't know before we see Aiden again. I, whenever it is, it'll be welcome. And we did get a glimpse of him today as he skated from rink B to rink A or walked over. Uh, so he was kind enough to wave to us, and uh, it looks like he could be back maybe for the road trip, I hope. But uh, we'll, we'll do it with Logan and Yuri for right now. The, the other thing, too, is um, as, as we approach Buffalo on uh, Friday, this is a team that you and I, especially me, because I brought it up first, was really high on, and, and something has not clicked with them. Are they yeah. going to, or is it hopeless? Uh, oh, boy, that's a really big <laughs> question. Um, like, to me, the Buffalo Sabres have kind of lost that flair that made them so fun last year. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with Tage Thompson kind of, you know, being uh, injured and, and not necessarily getting that, that big spark in terms of goal scoring. Um, you know, I, I think for the Buffalo Sabres, the question is always going to be, like, are they good enough defensively? Are they able to 
you know, kind of keep up with, with play in that regard? And is the goaltending good enough? And early on, it, it really hasn't been. So um, I don't know that the Buffalo Sabres are going to be able to turn it on. I don't think that they're a playoff team as as the as they're constructed right now, given how they're playing. I, I just don't see it happening for the Sabres. And you know what? For the Golden Knights, that's a good thing because they should be able to um, look at the Buffalo Sabres, look at that team on paper, and, and find a way to win a hockey game as they've done so many times this season. There it is again, and certainly the schedule allows itself to have the Knights continue to add points in the early part of the season, which, as Coach Cassidy and you pointed out, uh, is going to really hold us in good stead come later in the year, for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you said earlier today in the afternoon show that you kind of would like to see us play Edmonton and uh, the Kings again. I'd just as soon play Calgary in the first round, wouldn't you? The Calgary Flames aren't making the playoffs. <laughs> I know it's wishful thinking. It really is. It, no, it's but, it's Mike. Mike, let me tell you that right now. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, not, well, not with like, this team. There, there are very few things that I can say emphatically 30 games into the year. I'm emphatic that the Calgary Flames are not making the playoffs. They would be the last seed, though, if they happened to, and we'd be the first. So there is that. Sure. Like, we already know the Edmonton Oilers are going to make their way in, right? Like, that's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. What is conclusion. that tonight? Seven in a row for the Oilers? It's eight in a row now. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, it's, but, it's a foregone. And honestly, we're going to battle Edmonton right down mm-hmm. to the wire for you know, best record. I, I really believe that Edmonton will be a close to 50-win team when this whole stupid thing is over. Uh, thanks for the call, Mike. And, and you bring up Edmonton, and that's a, a great kind of juxtaposition point in terms of what the Golden Knights have been able to do early on this season by going 11-0-1, by having this stretch of nine games in which they are 6-0-3, the Golden Knights sit comfortably atop the Pacific Division, comfortably atop the National Hockey League. The Edmonton Oilers have won eight games in a row, and they are still one point back of the playoff cut line. And just one game above 500. That's how disastrous a start it was for the Edmonton Oilers, and how long it takes to build yourself or or bring yourself out of the depths of, of of a really poor start. The Oilers have been one of the hottest teams in the league over the last eight games, and they still haven't been able to get themselves into the playoffs. It's going to happen. Trust me, it will. But that gives goes to show you just how important it is to win the games early on, and how that cushion allows you to kind of. I don't want to use the word coast, but have your cushions and have your moments where you can have a stretch where it's not exactly perfect as the Golden Knights had in the back half of November. The Edmonton Oilers, like they've won eight in a row. If they drop a couple of games, all of a sudden they're sitting there four points back, five points back once again. They have to be nearly perfect the rest of the of the way. I believe they will be, but it just goes to show you how different uh, the season trajectory is for both the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers based on how they played in the month of October. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So that was, uh, that was a fun game to be at. Um, one of the things that I liked was that our goals were like hard-earned goals. Mm-hmm. Right? And a lot of our goals recently have been. We haven't been getting those spooky goals to go for us. We've been having to like work hard to get those goals. Whereas we've had some spooky ones against us the last few games. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, Bruce Cassidy kinda of mentioned that in his post game commentary that 
you know, e- even the, the goal that ties it late for the Calgary Flames, like that's a, a puck that, you know, gets deflected first by Jack Eichel, then Yegor Sharangovich perfectly down and into the net. Like that's a play that, that you, you try to draw that up 10 more times. It probably doesn't work out. The Nazem Kadri goal is a big point of that too, where the, the shot's going four feet wide. It hits Kadri, it goes into the net. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of truth to the fact that uh, there's some unlucky bounces going against the Golden Knights right now. Yeah, and you know what? I'm just glad that we're able to side lap from that, right? Like, we're not, it's not costing us the game. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, we went into overtime. Are, are we the Dallas Stars now, by the way? <laughs> that <what> <laughs> um, that's a that's a really great point, uh, Stephanie. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like I, I think that there's there's a certain level of of extra time that the Golden Knights are playing. Eleven games have have gone past uh, regulation for the Vegas Golden Knights. Still kind of within that working framework. But, you know, when you look at some of the games Vegas has been able to get to overtime and then obviously some of the games that they have allowed to get to overtime, it could be better top to bottom. But you know what? At the end of the year, it's it's not going to matter because I think the Golden Knights are going to accumulate enough points to make the playoffs, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and I mean, you have to look at that too. The number of games we've gone to overtime in on top of how this schedule has been. Mm-hmm. So, like, not only has it been a very intense schedule where we have so many games so often, like, plus we're playing all these overtime games. They are going to be loving getting those extra days in between games for the end of the schedule because they're putting in the work now and mm-hmm. we're getting those points in the bank, which we all know the points in December count just as much as the points in April. Yeah, thank you for the call, Stephanie. Great stuff there, as always. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, can we talk a little six on five? If you want to. Yeah, well, I, I'm just piling on with more speculation. Mm-hmm. I, with, the conversation you had with Dan Duba was really interesting, and it, it was fun, and I, I, it just got me thinking. So, you know, the, the scenario, I think, favors the, the, the six-man team. Um, you know, when there's only certain situations when that scenario comes up, mm-hmm. or there's there's one situation when it comes up, it's at the end of the game, it doesn't last very long. We have to take on a like a conservative, you know, defensive posture. The other team, you know, gets a new jolt of adrenaline and they're amped up and they're going to take, you know, more risks. And I, I think sometimes. You know, we've been mixing it up with them for 60 minutes now. We kind of think we know what they're going to do. And in that scenario, they're going to start doing stuff that's wild that, like, we might not expect. So it might just tilt the advantage to them just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But we have also made some astonishing, like, spectacular open net goals this year Mm -hmm. that makes up for it. So, like, I don't think there's any big problem to solve. I think it's an interesting scenario. It's Mm -hmm. kind of exciting hockey. I like it when we win. I'd rather not get into that scenario. You know, I'd rather be up by a couple goals sure. when we're at the end of the game. But but uh, that was just kind of like my two cents. I, it's just speculation. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that each game is a little bit different. And Bruce Cassidy he kind of hinted at that in his post-game commentary. Like, there were some, some missed opportunities, certainly, against the San Jose Sharks, where this team, you know, in the Vegas Golden Knights, could have put that game away with a little bit more support along the walls, won board battles, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, I, I think tonight was interesting in that, um, and this was a great tactic in, in my opinion from the Calgary Flames head coach Ryan Huska. They had an end zone faceoff, and Dustin Wolf stayed in the net. And then once Calgary won the faceoff and got the, the puck down low in the corner, then Wolf comes off. So all of a sudden you start the shift five on five, and then through the shift it's six on five. And, and I think that that kind of caused a bit of confusion. Uh, more so a lucky bounce in this one than anything else, and, and I agree with Bruce Cassidy there, and, and thanks, for Peter, for the call. Um, it is an area that needs to improve. It is an area that needs to get better, but you can't just lump them all in as the same thing, right? You, It, it, it looks similar because it's, a, it's another six-on-five goal, but there have been moments where the Golden Knights have lost coverage in front of the net. There have been moments where they've been outnumbered or outmuscled or did not win a battle on the boards to get the puck out. There have been times where they didn't defend the zone entries well enough, and, and I think that as you kind of tighten one screw, it loosens another, to, 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 so to speak. And so the Golden Knights have 52 games in, in order to kind of dial that in and, and find the winning combination there when they are up late in a game defending a 6-on-5 situation. And if there's one thing we've learned from Bruce Cassidy, uh, he usually tends to fix whatever issues are plaguing the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. You can give us a call or you can send us a text to that number and we'll get more of your reaction next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 5-4. Golden Knights defeat Calgary Flames in overtime. Four-point night from the captain, Mark Stone. Two goals, two assists, including the game winner in overtime. And Vegas improves to 25-5, and 45 points on the year. Tops in the National Hockey League, the Western Conference, the Pacific Division. The Vegas Golden Knights have been phenomenal through the first 30 games of this season. Next in action, Friday, 7 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. Getting to some of your texts here Scott Bolshazy tonight was better, but sloppy play still puts us playing catch-up too often. I, I don't know that the Golden Knights were sloppy. I thought their puck management was not great in the early going, uh, but then they kind of found ways to you know, put pucks behind the defense of the Calgary Flames. I thought they played well, extending plays in the offensive zone. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily sloppy. I don't know that the Golden Knights gave up a ton either. Um, some fluky goals go in, but you know that kind of is what it is. Um, Scott says this should have been a regulation win. Again, I'll take umbrage there. The Golden Knights were down 3-2 to two going into the third period. Like I, I know that they had a 4-3 lead in this game, and I know that we're going to gripe with another 6-on-5 goal against, but the fact of the matter is Vegas had to dig deep to get themselves into a position where they could, A, tie the game in the third period and then take a lead, and that was their first lead of the game. So, uh, yeah, you'd like to get it polished off in regulation, but that being said, uh, it still took a lot for the Golden Knights to get themselves into a position where they had a lead in this game late in regulation. Uh, once the Golden Knights are healthy, they should be very hard to beat. I, again, I'd make the argument at 25-5, and five, they're already hard to beat. It, they'll be even harder to beat when fully healthy. Uh, Joey Zamboni, Ryan, it's Joey Zamboni. What a great fun game. Roller coaster. What an OT win. Never had a worry. Well done, Joey Zamboni. I appreciate your honesty and your belief in the hockey team. 
Sal wants to talk about five on six or six on five situations for the Golden Knights. I I know, I get it. Uh, there's something schematically wrong. This can't be bad luck or bad bounces. I, I mean, in the case of tonight, I'd argue that it was a bad bounce that goes against the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's all the same issue every single time. I think that there are moments where it's defending entries. There are moments when it's not winning a board battle and getting the puck cleared. There are moments where it's lost coverage in front of the net. And as you kind of find a way through one of the issues, another issue cracks up because, A, the Golden Knights haven't had a ton of practice time, and, B, every situation's different. Every team is different. So I have no doubt it'll get fixed. I know why it's a concern right now, but for the Golden Knights, um, let's lean into the record. 25-5, and 45 points. Again, tops in the National Hockey League. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 5-4. to four. The Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames in overtime. Vegas, big, big night from the captain, Mark Stone. He had two goals, two assists, a four-point night for Mark Stone. Extends a point streak to four games, eight points in those four games. Jack Eichel keeps his point streak alive, alive, extends to eight games for Jack Eichel. The Golden Knights 6-0-3 in their last nine games. A four-game win streak for the Vegas Golden Knights and 25-5 on the year. 45 points. It's tops in the National Hockey League, tops in the Western Conference and Pacific Division. The Golden Knights through 30 games have been exceptional, phenomenal. It's, it's hard to describe just how good this team has been in finding ways to win, and it's made even more remarkable Simply when you fig- when you factor in that this team has had their entire lineup, top to bottom, available just one time. One time. So for the Golden Knights, you, you go to bed, you feel pretty good about where you're at right now, and you look ahead to the next 30, well really the next 52, uh, tune up for the playoffs for this Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. Uh, homestand will commence on Friday, 7 o'clock, against the Buffalo Sabres. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to James Davis down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers and our texters. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls, your texts, and your input. Until Friday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe. Gambler's bonus hits again. On November 3rd, Scott hit four kings, clearing his gambler's